1: Here are your hosts,
0: Chase Farm And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
2: Welcome in Monday edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Farm, Neil McCrady, Clark Ford Studio here with you this morning. So, you know, Here's you know. the God's honest truth for yeah. me. My yeah. voice
3: is kind of shot and I have the proof. Hey, you're here though.
2: <laughs> hey, you're showing up. You know what? Back to back podcast. McCready's here, no problem. All all good.
3: I'm battling a cold, but I've got my uh,
2: got your lozenged. Got my Hall's honey lozenges. I got some coffee. Oh, the honey water. Yep Um, I prefer the cherry, but it's okay. I have some of the cherry as well. But my um, are you drinking like honey? What are you drinking? Are you drinking honey water or coffee? Drinking
3: coffee. Okay. I'm gonna go for a run when this is over. After I put ten thoughts up, see what happens. Maybe it'll be a, maybe that'll help me. Maybe it'll hurt me. But I'm going to show up. You show it up. Hey, I'm going to get on the treadmill and I'm going to hit go.
2: See what happens. Neil titled this thing failure to finish. We saw a lot of that over the course of the weekend. Uh, obviously, we're making jokes about Morgan Wallen. Uh, apparently, hell of an event on Saturday. Yeah, canceled as he was supposed to go in on, so supposed to go on last night. We'll hit that. Old Miss Baseball. Um, Had a lead against Paul Skeens and LSU on Friday, LSU ends up winning that game 7-3 I think was that final, and then uh, one strike away from salvaging on Sunday, also a uh, a ball hit in the night that would have won it that fell right there at the wall, so uh, just a a gutting ninth inning that we'll talk about a good bit today too uh, there for the uh, the Rebels, so all that and more coming up on the show. Show brought to you every single day. Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. It was in town over the weekend for the uh, the festivities. And hopefully, if you were too, you stopped into the Oxford Exxon, you uh, took advantage of the lunch specials, 5.69, a couple sides, bread, any size fountain drink for you there at the Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon. Also, the ribs, you know, you can get them uh, wet or dry. Call ahead, they'll wrap them up, have them ready to go for you there with the Oxford Exxon. And then if you're in the uh, the Jackson area, the Clinton Blue Sky, they've got the donuts They make those homemade every single morning. Lots of flavors, a lot of variety there with the Oxford Exxon and the Clinton Donut situation there with Blue Sky. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio.
3: We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for my friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. Get your quote. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. A guest will join on the myperfectfranchise.net hotline. Um, if you're a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify, Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, and a franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or call Andy anytime at 404-973-9901.
2: So... Uh, uh, again, Morgan Wallen slated for two nights in Oxford. Saturday went off uh, without a hitch. Apparently, it was fantastic. I was not there. i have seen plenty of videos. Talked to people. Um, Ole Miss did a hell of a job from a host standpoint. The environment was really cool. From everything that I that I've heard, and it was pulled off great. Frankly, if you were around, if you if you lived fairly close to around town, you could hear it way more than you can hear football games, which I thought was kind of interesting. You could pick, you could pick up really? sound. Oh yeah, there was people that lived. We couldn't hear it here. A decent ways out down Lamar that they could essentially hear the concert. Oh. Um, yeah, that, we, that we, you that you don't get the football. I listened for it Saturday night and I couldn't hear it. Yeah. Um. Last night, I mean, all, all jokes aside, I, I feel bad for a lot of people. Um. Everybody that was there. I mean, you're talking about an event that people had bought as as gifts for a long time, had traveled like crazy. I mean, you're around town over the weekend and. People flying in from across the country for this thing—they picked this one as the one they could get tickets to. There was people all, you know, all over the south that had come in, and for that to be the case, sure. I don't know if you're getting a a, a refund. I don't know if you're getting a credit on your ticket, but the travel cost, the time, the just the the disappointment of what you had built up to be a really cool event—I just felt bad for a lot of people last night. Um, I, in today's world of so much money on the line have a hunch what happened but whatever happened i i I just don't see how that is even a possibility i i I can't i I can't quite wrap my head around it considering the people and the finances that are involved with these things at this point point in in the industry so first
3: uh shout out to kyle wilson thank you for the super chat says shout out to me for playing through the pain i'm fine be my jordan flu game yeah uh have we ever thought about creating an app not really i don't think so um, I don't know that it'd be worth it, honestly. Um, Because there's a Rivals app that you can get to us, but I think Chase is like me. I don't use the app ever. I've never used the app. Mm-mm. I just use my phone. Um. So look, let's dissect his official story. Okay, hold on. Let me get it up. His official story is essentially he lost his voice. Yeah, I'll spend all day Sunday trying
2: to recuperate doctors, vocal cords, blah, blah, blah. His exercises, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he put out a statement. Um. So Hardy plays right before Morgan Wallen. They had three opening acts and Hardy was the last one. He leaves the stage. It was normal. He says, you know, Morgan's up next or however he did his sign off. Mm-hmm. They the crew comes out, changes the stage over or whatever they have to do to get Morgan set up for his uh, his set. And then apparently there was just a big pause. Nobody did anything except, frankly, sit there and drink for half an hour, 40 minutes. I don't know exactly. And then they uh, they came over with an announcement and then put on the, the video boards or the montages or whatever the stuff is that they were using to get uh, – to get messages across for the event last night, and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, Morgan has lost his voice and is unable to perform tonight. Therefore, tonight's show has been canceled. Please make your way safely to the stadium exits. Refund for tonight's event will be available at point of purchase." I am uh, I am reading that from Richard Cross's Twitter account, and that was at eight fifty eight. So it happened sometime between eight forty five and eight fifty five, somewhere in there. And then, uh, after that Morgan Wallen releases a, uh, a statement on social media and he mm. says, after last night's show, he didn't release it. i sorry. <clears throat> his uh, his manager wrote Thank a statement, you. uh, and an, an apology and said his people in them, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> his people in them. After last night's show, I started losing my voice. So I spent the day resting up, talking to my doctor and working through my vocal exercises, trying to get better. I really thought I'd be able to take the stage and it kills me to deliver this so close to showtime, but my voice is shot and I'm unable to sing. All tickets will be refunded at point of purchase. I am so sorry. I promise you guys I tried everything I could. All right, so let's dissect that.
1: Okay.
3: I never would have thought we would be talking about a country music star on a Monday, but here we are. Um. If on Saturday night, early Sunday, you begin to realize you're losing your voice, there comes a point in the day when you realize you can't go,
2: Right. Well, because you've been doing this for years. You're aware of what it takes, because it's not the first time. I mean, look, people do have weak voices when they get up. They get sick. Stuff sure, happens. Sure. You're aware of, hey, I am at the point where I can fight through this or I cannot at right. some point. You're not right. brand. Like, If I had to go out and sing, I would have no freaking idea where my voice was, but I'm not Morgan Wallen.
3: But you know when there's a day when you, you – we've had days where you just can't talk through it. You're done. Mm-hmm. Right. So – um. For this to get to 8.45 or whatever it was at night, I'm not going to split the hairs on what time it was. Call it 8.45 just for simplicity. It was something else. Because if it was your voice, you wouldn't have let the other acts go out there and tell people. You wouldn't have let people drive into the stadium. You would have informed security because you wouldn't want people in the stadium drinking, knowing that they're going to be leaving two hours before they were planning to leave. Emptied out into the roads. You would have told security, hey, the, this is emptying out. It. We're not going to do. You, you see what I'm saying? Logistics of what's going on. Sure. So it was something else. There's a reason that he couldn't perform beyond his voice, in my opinion. It's pretty obvious. Which begs a hell of a lot of questions
2: because look it was 8:45 they canceled it essentially i was just told by a buddy they canceled it basically the exact time he was supposed to come on because the night before he came on at that time okay. so they canceled within minutes of when he was scheduled to walk on stage i mean
3: cuz if it's your voice and i'm i'm right, listen my next concert will be my first but i'm guessing if it's your voice don't you don't you have the
2: option of hey we could lip sync some of this, and you have all day to figure out how to do that. Well, I'm saying like yeah, like, I mean I'm guessing. I mean I'm not
3: trying to create a millie vanilli moment here, but like, but I'm I'm guessing if you're a major act that's doing tours, that one of the, one of the uh, things that you probably practice a little bit is hey, what if we have a night where a voice is gone? Can we get through it? Yeah, maybe a voice gets gone two thirds. The way through a act. Can we finish it up?
2: I'm guessing. I don't yeah. know. Can we trust the tape? Is everything good? Can I pull it off? How does that look? I don't I've know.
3: never been a music star. So I don't know. But the
2: story just doesn't really... It doesn't really hold up. Because look... And then rumor or fact or whatever, you've got videos all over the internet of essentially security going, yeah, dude, couldn't get out there. Yeah. Now, did the security guy make that up? It's possible. Sure.
3: Yeah, we're just... Am I inclined to believe the security person? I'm an Occam's razor guy. If the most logical explanation is the one that I'm given, I'm probably going to go with it. And logically it tells me that he was physically unable to perform. Pup.
2: Put him on the pup list.
3: Because, look, there's yes, people. Morgan
2: never watched Pure Country, in it shows. That's a film right there. You ever seen Pure Country? I've, I've not. George Strait playing uh, country music
3: superstar in a movie. But that sort of leads into my point, which is if you're a major national act, and people can debate whether you like his music or not, he's a major national act. He's the number one country tour going right now. So you know people are flying in from all over the country. You know, You know all that stuff's going on. You don't let it get to that place. If you canceled at one o'clock in the
2: afternoon, then I'd be inclined to believe that, you know what? The guy just got sick. What do you do? I don't know. I'm asking the people because I'm not, I've been to fewer than 10 concerts in my life. Okay, look, we're we're completely out of my knowledge base here. Do you cancel the entire event or do you let the opening acts, let people come in and do the opening acts and just end the concert? I don't even know who the other acts were. People
3: weren't there to see
2: Hardy. No, I agree. I'm just saying, is that I, you would just k- shut the whole thing down, yeah, right? that's what so, yeah, I
3: think. Right. I think you just shut this, shut it down. That way security does like,
2: look, yeah. I mean, everybody said, hey, this... And I know it happens more than we realize because we're not focused on tons of artists over the course of the world who are doing concerts. I mean, you know, you always got the jokes from the years. I mean, George Jones and Hank Williams canceled plenty of shows walking out mm-hmm. drunk and falling over over the course of their careers. But... It's a little different era, this though, is, this right? Is a, yeah, this is... When people fly to see Taylor Swift, they're there to see Taylor Swift. And she shows. I know it's embarrassing, okay? I, I'm not arguing. Yes, I don't go to concerts. I've enjoyed the ones I've been. It's probably more than 10. I'm probably being a little hyperbolic, but it's a low number. It's probably more he than He does 10. sing about alcohol a lot. Who in the genre doesn't?
3: I'm just saying he okay. does a lot. I mean, you know, a lot of there's a lot of alcohol in his songs.
2: <laughs> i mean thanks Good. you know <laughs> last night he let the liquor flow you know it all set up for plenty of jokes but it, it did that but you feel bad for the people oh, who, i felt i felt awful i for felt people. terrible for all the people that showed up I, I felt terrible um but i mean yeah you're not i'm saying this simply because it's the only person i know on tour like now like i'm not aware of this happening to taylor swift recently like it's well, that's not, my point yeah he
3: performed in someone said Louisville, Kentucky on Thursday night. I mean, here's and, and look, at the risk of pissing people off, this is my other thing too. People go, Well, you just couldn't handle a night in Oxford. Oxford is not the only town in America that has bars. Okay. It's not the only town in America that that <laughs> it's not the only town in America that serves alcohol in restaurants at bars. It's it's just not. I mean, we can all say Oxford's awesome and whatever, but the actual act of of getting intoxicated is possible in other towns too. I think that's more than fair. I, I, I feel like I'm being more than diplomatic. I mean, you can go get trashed in Monroe. Ask me how I know. I mean, you can do it. Now, it's not as charming as Oxford. But you can... If you have a goal in mind, you can achieve that goal. But the ABV is the same, right? And then the whole, well, you know, there's maybe it was girls. Okay. You're a country music star. You can get girls anywhere. I feel safe in saying that. So I don't know. I like my question is the people that were around him, his people. I'm going to guess he has people. Did he just break away from them on Saturday after the
2: show? Did he play at the library Saturday night? I didn't that, think he play. Uh, not that I was. I, did he I, go?
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. I know he was at the baseball game Saturday. I saw someone him at the said, baseball game. Someone said he was at the baseball game Sunday, but I don't know if that's true or not.
2: If I have a voice problem, I'm not at the baseball game Sunday. If I doubt course that's not. true because that, people see him. That would have hit social media. Yeah, I did not see that. I look. It's no. It, it it's. It's irresponsible. It's he's gonna. Lo- I mean, he he loses a certain amount of appeal to some people over this. It's not gonna end his career or anything. Um, and frankly, it's signs that if if what we're talking about is true, he has a problem. And there's a there's there's a part of it that is frankly sad and an issue and something he needs to take care of because there's just too much riding on this to be the case. I mean, it, it's it's there's a lot of elements to this, but. Whatever it is, I mean, he is absolutely at fault. And then people who I've, I've seen this question a ton. This does not impact negatively Ole Miss or Oxford's ability to host a concert in any way whatsoever. No. They they get an A plus for the weekend because of the way Saturday went. They hit it they did it. Yeah, the negative That will open them up to bigger things down the road or equal things down the road. Yeah, I mean They they couldn't control that. No, I, I mean, I guess they could have
3: babysat him all weekend, but they out, sold not, they that. sold
2: give or take ninety thousand tickets over two days and put together an event that worked acoustically. The the, the venue worked. That's a huge part of it. Talked to multiple people that were there on Saturday night and said everything sounded great. The environment was cool, being open air. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. no 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 no. Ole Miss gets the A here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that, that's not even that's not even debatable. I don't know. They need to do more of this. I think they are. Frankly, they need to, to do more in both environments. I don't know the reasons why or why not. I guess I could ask. Obviously, I should ask. You know, Brad Paisley opened up the Pavilion in 2016 or whatever year, and I'm not aware of another concert since then in the Pavilion that I remember. Maybe I'm forgetting something. Yeah. But I mean, frankly, they make money. I mean, I've heard some of the numbers on what Ole Miss had in line to make if there were two shows. No clue what happens with last night being the case, I'll ask. But yeah, traffic was not cool. But that, oh, okay. I mean, you think there's not traffic when Garth leaves Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge? I mean, like okay. Like, I, mean, I
3: heard stories about when Garth left Don Reynolds Razorback in Fayetteville. Oh, really? Yeah. So you just had to wait a minute. Yeah,
2: I. It was though. It was I, – I thank Ole Miss for this. They moved our media parking over the weekend. This was not why they did it. They were giving people closer access to the football stadium, but it was a fortunate accident for years truly. They moved us to the Ford Center for our parking over the weekend, and that allowed you to shoot out the back way of the Ford Center by star package and get on Jackson and go away from campus the entire time. And it was unlike you've everything you've seen because everybody was coming in, and it was – I mean, I'm trying not to be hyperbolic at all. It was twice as bad as any football game I've ever seen. All going that way, though. I was able to just constantly make right turns away from campus and saw nothing. was completely home in five minutes. I mean, nothing. But, no, it was was a lot of people, a lot of people who were not familiar with how to navigate Oxford, frankly, which is good. You get new people into your town. That's a positive. Um, And it was – Highway 6 was a – was a, was a was was a mess but that's just gonna happen i mean there there's no
3: we're having some video um issues i'm aware of them i don't know how to fix them so there it, appears to be a short in something but it appears to be
2: i'm gonna have to see if i can't get it repaired Okay. close your eyes if you have a propensity for seizures or anything and we'll do the best we can uh... yeah i don't I, I don't know what to do <clears throat>
3: Didn't spend the weekend working on it. I actually spent the weekend driving back and forth to Memphis for the most part.
2: Soccer? Yes. Podcast brought to you in part by the Old Miss Athletics Foundations, uh Foundation, not Foundations. Foundation. Are you ready for the Grove? You can join them at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 football season. You can order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process. So, so, to explore your seating options, visit com or visit them at 662 662- 915 7159 today to help lock the vault again. That's oldmisticks.com 662 915 7159.
3: Walk on Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth watering, made from scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys Boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70 plus TVs, 40 plus ice cold beers on tap. Um, check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. The College Corners are one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. Uh, if you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Uh, plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Had a show with Matt Moscona and uh, Chris Dortch up on Thursday night, brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great people, same great products, same great services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or uh, that area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at stock.bid. that's A S T O C K dot B I D, or with their app and name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. Uh, a stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, Tennessee, Selma, Indiana, and uh, other s- locations coming soon that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. AMA brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic, multivitamin, and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S. under the highest standards. They're based out of Iuka, Mississippi. If you take diabetes, high blood pressure, or uh, cholesterol medications, you know they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support to put those vitamins back into your body to help with those side effects, keeping you more compliant in taking your medications and helping you stay healthier over the long term. It's solutionsrx.com, promo code OEP. at check out and get 10% off your first order.
2: Podcasts are brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and now for MedSync. A your prescriptions at the same time each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it with G&M. So whether you're in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs or Oxford, transfer your medications one call. They take care of the rest. Again, that's 662 236 Yeah, I mean, he... I suppose they hadn't heard of him. I mean, he's definitely one of the biggest country artists going today for sure. He's um, wrote some songs for some other people. He also was on The Voice in 2014, so there's some crossover appeal with different demographics. Uh, I Again, I don't listen to him. I don't know him, but I'm aware of kind of how he has become popular. It makes sense to me. So mm-hmm you know and i've heard people say they didn't even know some of the songs were his but when they were at the concert they went oh okay i do know that more than i than i than i thought i would so anyway okay baseball uh guys i don't know um three that was a, that was a dagger it, it i i wrote it that they've been hit multiple times but that just felt like the one on the chin on Sunday in, in in a couple different ways i mean obviously even had they won they would have been to 4 and 14 the road would have been very difficult but i more mean emotionally just taking that in over and over and <clears> over, <throat> over again um it was for t- t- it was as devastating for a crowd and for a team that it could be with someone out of contention. Like, you know, sure, if you're in the running, other things can hurt more. But given the situation, that was about as hurtful as it could have been for everybody kind of involved in that yesterday. Ole Miss now 3-15 and in the SEC. They have 12 games to go inside the league. Um, Georgia, who can't, is coming off a sweep of Arkansas. Missouri, Alabama, and Auburn. Um, I mean, this is not even worth talking about at this point. I mean, you're talking about 10-2. and two. Yeah. the rest of the way i mean i, I, I mean it, well here's the thing come on here's um, the thing
3: you're you're out away on sunday 6 to 4 two outs nobody on lsu's probably contend at that point to i've ah, got two out of three on they won hand. the weekend We've got two out of three and if you're Ole miss you're like okay well we avo- going
2: into the weekend it was get one
3: and worry about the rest later we avoided the disaster so you can say hey it's going to be a rough road but the schedule lightens up. Maybe we can do it, et cetera. It going to be a little bit fantastical, but, you know, crazier things. Then you walk a guy, you hit a guy, and you give up a, my God, that was a missile. I mean, he crushed that ball. And just in that moment, I was watching on TV. I was sitting right here watching that screen, and I just said, that's it that's i mean everybody did i'm sure um now your problem is if it matters and i've written this in 10 thoughts i just haven't published it yet is that if you're even going to entertain the idea of going 10 and 2 the rest of the way you kind of have to entertain the idea of going 2 and 10 the rest of the way like what does that look like what does it look like at the end of a season less than a year removed from winning a national championship when Look, there will be some people at the ball games this weekend because double-decker. But then after that, I don't know who's the last weekend. Is it Alabama or Auburn? One or the other that comes here. Uh, Auburn's the last home weekend. Alabama's the last weekend of the season. I mean, that Auburn weekend could be crickets. And, you know, at that point, and you've talked about this, the The, the story becomes no longer the minutiae of game-to-game, game, but what do you learn from this? How do you dissect this and then – can you fix it? And then if, if so, can you change the DNA of your program? Can you acknowledge internally, and I think this is the challenge, can you acknowledge internally that, yes, we won a national championship. No one's ever going to take the trophy away, the, the, the banner's on the, on the wall forever and ever. But can you look yourself in the mirror and go, but now at the end of the day, that was three and a half hot weeks that there were signs last year that we had some systemic failure. I mean, this week last year you were six and twelve. Yeah. So are you are you willing to look yourself in the mirror and go, Yes, we won a national championship. We did it. Absolutely. We got the rings and the trophy and everything to prove it. But it was three and a half hot weeks where we caught every single break imaginable and rode two and a half arms. Yeah. Can you can you acknowledge that? Because if you can and you can put it away and you can learn from what very well could end up being like a six and twenty four disaster. Well, then maybe maybe this was worth it. If it impacts if you look at it and go, we can't be stubborn. We can't say, hey, this was just an off year. Let's roll it back out again because that's a recipe for disaster. It has to change your DNA.
2: No, I, I talked about this, and it's something we'll hit for weeks in different ways. We're not going to say the exact same things over and over again. We try to avoid that with you guys. But when you have a year like this, a lot of schools have had them. It's what do you learn from it? So now that's where this is. Okay, let's diagnose it. Let's do a you know after-action review, figure out where you are, and move forward from that point because it's a couple different things. Yeah, the the mistake in this is to go. God just had a lot of pitching injuries. You look at it, and Elliott was out, and Mowatt's was out, and Maddox was out, and Parento was out, and now mm-hmm. Doherty's got a sore shoulder, and just wasn't our year. It is what it is. Rats. Um, sure. You know, Pollyannas make the argument. I mean, sure, okay, that's all that's true. Look, I mean, you know, if you had perfect health, they wouldn't be three and fifteen. They'd be whatever they would be. Sure. Because I mean, Hunter looked like a shell himself mentally on Friday, on Saturday. Um. But, here's the deal. Um, the question with this thing moving forward is, how much money do you have? I mean, that's just where they are. NIL. Yes. Um It's college baseball is in the same boat as the other sports. Not to the same level, of course. But it's but getting there. It's there. Um, it's getting there at the upper levels. It's getting you know, there, for sure. The ability to get a percentage of Ole in NIL total from the collective is a story. Um, and then maximizing it and frankly, tampering. Mm -hmm. I think college baseball coaches in general, this isn't even really about Ole Miss. They have to realize that it works the same way in baseball as it works in the other sports and you just have to deal with it and it is what it is. And you have to, you have to, you have to handle that. Um, so where is Ole Miss in that process? What can they get? What does that look like? Because they, they're also, they were going into a year next year for 2024 where they were having to turn over the the roster anyway. Mm-hmm. Gonzalez is gone. Alderman's gone. Harris is gone. Clarko's gone. Groff is gone. All these dudes are gone. I mean, it, it's 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 a it's a rebuild on the at, the at the plate anyway. Off an offense that here lately has been the larger problem. I get that the pitching is not good. The pitching's gotten better. They've at least kept them in some games more often than not. They're okay. They're yeah. all right. Yeah, All right, Good, but they're okay. I mean, the offense is not competing. here. If you're Ole Miss, if you're a fan, and if you're Mike probably, I think he said this actually on Saturday, I asked this question. you really frustrated over the weekend because they battled Paul Skeens on Friday. Mm-hmm. They made him work. They, yeah. they really gave Skeens an effort on Friday. They get the lead with the Furnace home run. Really cool moment. Eddie Furnace's kid hitting the home run against LSU. They had a lot of opportunities there to sort of get him. They did a good job. He threw 117 pitches in six innings, I think, something like that. Um by the way his 117th pitch was 97 miles an hour. Um somewhere the Washington Nationals were like stop. Yeah, just quit. Um and then on Saturday he's a decent arm but they let Ty Floyd just run through them. He was barely at 10 pitches per inning through 5 innings. They didn't compete. Yeah. They just didn't. And when you're not working pitcher, it's not even about scoring runs. When you're not competing and working counts and working pitchers you're not taking advantage of the bullpen later you're not giving yourself opportunities late in the game to do things I mean it just it's what frankly it's the reason Arkansas has won some games they're not overly talented but they've worked the hell out of pitchers over the course of the season and they've it's kind the, of
3: been able to do that it's the reason Georgia uh swept them yeah they came back because they they worked um Arkansas's got arm injuries and they worked those guys and got them out of the games and got deep into a bullpen with inexperienced guys and 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 took advantage you know, yes they competed I mean,
2: that's that you have to compete. Yeah, look, no, the bullpen has plenty of issues. Don't get me wrong. There's issues everywhere. Well, when, they haven't wait, fielded wait, well, well enough.
3: Look, when you're three and fifteen, you have a lot of yeah, issues. It's not one issue that has no, caused you to be no, three it's, and fifteen. It's a
2: plurality of issues. But I thought too and this is a kind of an under-the-radar thing, but I was writing about this on Sunday. Again, it was just one game. I wasn't making it out to be more than it was, but when I thought Ole Miss was going to win, once the home Judd Utermark hit a home run in the mm-hmm. eighth inning to put Ole Miss up six to four, three outs away. And I was looking at the game, and I said, you know, it's not really about this season, but if Ole Miss is decent next year, they're going to need the portal. They're going to need all those things, but they're also going to need some young kids to grow up. What you've got on the, you can't, the portal can't do everything. You got to have not. kids on your roster that, that too improve or develop and do whatever. Portal's too expensive. And I looked at it and I went, okay, they won this game today in the sense they would have held on to it. Yeah, sure. And JT Quinn gave him a really good effort. He mm-hmm. wasn't great, but he is tough. I like him. I like him a lot. He's going to be a really good SEC pitcher. He's he giving Ole Miss, as a freshman, mm-hmm. a chance to win on every start when he gets no offensive help. Mm-hmm. They've lost every game he started and it's not his fault at all. He's a great quote, by the way, so that helps. Um, Sam DeCoyan threw really well out of the bullpen yesterday. True freshman. Got talent. Those two innings, scoreless, holds LSU right where they were. Udermark um, hits the home run. Will Furness gets a hit in all three games. He gets an RBI yesterday. He looked pretty good at the plate over the course of the weekend. I went, you know, maybe that's the game where you go, hey, there are some kids here that are growing up that you can – there's some stuff and people we don't necessarily expect. And, again, you don't make it about this year, but you go, okay, there's there's a little more core, a little more nucleus maybe than we thought. And then they lose it, and you go, okay, that's still true, but it's is it's issues everywhere, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's portal. It's here's the other thing too, it's figuring out what's coming in in this recruiting class from JUCO's and freshmen. They can play or they can't. So we said last week, and if they can't, you have to be done with it. You got to cut it them just out. It is what it, it is. It is what it
3: is. You've got to.
2: The sport is no longer. We're going to just bring everybody in and hope it works out. That's not where you are anymore on a thirty-five man roster. It doesn't exist that way.
3: No, absolutely. You have to become cutthroat. That's that's kind of my point. And it's the only way that this season becomes like a learning lesson. You actually have to learn from it. You you cannot say, "Hey, well, we had some injuries. It's a one-off." No, because you were kind of doing this a year ago. You got the last spot. You were fortunate. Had you not gotten in, you would not have had a compelling argument. You just wouldn't have. You'd have like, eh, we didn't do enough. I mean, you didn't. But you got in and we know the rest. The lesson is going to be hey, that was a really cool three and a half weeks, and we have a really cool trophy and videos and books and the whole deal. But we have to treat that like what it was. A magical three and a half weeks. Because it appears over the long haul, that's exactly what it was. Because now, over the last two seasons, what they finish last year? 13 and 17 in the league? 14 and 16. 14 and 16. You know, you look at your numbers, you're way under 500.
2: They were 7 and 14 after Arkansas. They swept Missouri, swept LSU, got to 13 and 14, lost A&M on Friday, 14 and 15, won. 13 yeah. and 15, won. 14, 15, yeah. 14, 16. So over your last couple
3: of seasons, you're way under. And you have to acknowledge that. So, and and like you said, the landscape has completely changed in the last two or three years. And you have to adjust to it.
2: Yeah, at the top, LSU is spending a lot of money. Yeah. Florida is spending a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Tennessee is spending a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Arkansas is spending a lot of money. Yep. Texas is spending a lot of money and they're coming into the league. A&M
3: either has or is going to spend a lot of money. Agreed. I don't know which one. I, I think they're in the process of ramping it up, but they will spend it.
2: So you're, you're talking about <clears throat> a significant thing here. I mean, you are. I mean, Ole Miss in home games since the start of last season in SEC home games, Ole Miss is 6-18. 6-18 and, 18. Six and 18 SEC home games. It's a stunning number. They've won one SEC series since the beginning of last season, and it was Missouri. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's. I keep going back to that first inning of that Missouri game. Delusia gets that call. It
3: was the first massive break where you're like, okay, well,
2: because it's only one nothing or two nothing instead of four, four five nothing. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it was ball four. I, I mean, it was it was yeah, out. it
3: was ball four, and and you know he got he got out of it, and then they came back and they won, and I mean it looked like he was getting ready to get ripped where they were gonna I think the bullpen was up I mean I think it was that close and who knows what happens if that doesn't happen but it's out of the inning, ends up pitching like five six kind of saves it and yeah then, they scored a bunch of runs and yeah. you know the rest it's got to learn from it I mean I feel can like be repetitive <laughs> no, and, 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 and it's April the 24th and I mean <laughs> we're not used to this we're used to being able to talk about you know Scenarios for hosting or making the tournament or whatever. And frankly, that stuff's out. I mean,
2: they could sweep Georgia and I'd still go, eh. They would have to back to back sweep for me to really think, even oh, wake up to it. Yeah. Georgia and Missouri, and you go, o- okay. Yeah, they finish at Missouri, right? No, Missouri's the week after Georgia. Okay. They finish at Auburn, Alabama. Okay. So three and 15, six and 15, but even that's nine and 15. I know. So I'm saying. I mean, you you almost have to go three weekends of sweeps before I wake up. That showed a little bit on Saturday about Mike's mindset. Um, and I, again, I'm I'm really trying hard not to break down games because it just doesn't matter right now. So I don't want to waste time doing that. But Xavier Revis had given Ole Miss a pretty good effort on sorry on Friday, not Saturday against Skeens. They got the lead, um, and they brought Revis back out in the fifth. To face that lineup for the third time. Um, to face the top of the order, that top of the order really. I mean, Dylan Cruz. I could sit here and I'm not mm-hmm. going to bore Ole Miss fans with it, but Jesus Christ, um, he's the best pure college hitter I maybe have seen. Yes, um, and it, it's it's. I, we had this conversation last week. There's no maybe to it because he's so patient. Too, he takes walks. It just it it's throw the maybe out because on Saturday they basically threw him two 87 mile an hour fastballs and he hit them where he hit them. You can't sneak anything by him. It's not doable. In anyway, sorry. I just point at first base and go, head over there. Yeah, we're, we're, you're
3: not. Well, there's somebody already there. Well, then that person can move up because yeah. he,
2: we're he's not hitting. Yeah, the protection that Tommy White gets by getting to hit next to Dylan Cruz. Oh, or I mean, Gavin Dugoff for that matter. Whoever who feels like Dugoff's been there like nine, ten years. Uh, they're, anyway, anyway, they're a really good team. They are. They're very yeah, good. Yeah. They're not great. anyway. anyway. I think they're made for postseason, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, they're not losing on the first night. Mm-mm. So he brings Revis back out, and I think it might have even been a four-pitch walk. And then he just he, – he clearly has lost it. Um, He's hit a lot of pitches. He His command is gone. It's shot. They leave him in, leave him in, leave him in, and gives up the Grand Slam. Was it Grand Slam? Yeah. Okay. Gives up the Grand Slam. Uh, and Mike's explanation after the game, they had asked um I guess they brought in Braden Jones after that. And David Eckert asked, give credit, asked Mike, um, what was your in, basically what was in your decision making process to not go to Jones prior to that grand slam. Um. By the way, I will defend Mike here. Some people have, because the freaking quote was put in without enough context, he made a joke to David Eckert about, hey, you've got some guts asking that. Mike was being completely funny. It was, stop. There was no ill intent toward media at that point. He even like soft his vo- he softened his voice. If anything, it was showing there was a rapport between somebody he hasn't known very well until now. Um. But Mike gave an answer about analytics that at first I thought, Okay, cuz this is actually is relevant I think for people to follow sports in general. I think I think this matters. Is A lot of times people get frustrated at a coach or a player for an answer when they explain something because it's a wrong or something they don't believe in. But when I ask a question of a coach or a player, I literally just want their thought processes. It doesn't mean that it's right, but tell me what you're thinking and okay, we can then judge that on its merit. It's it's avoiding the question that should piss you off, not an answer that you don't agree with. Because the answer is the answer, if that's what Mike was thinking. And Mike gave a very detailed thing. One part of it, I at least can kind of squint and go, okay, sort of, but. And the other part, is I have a problem. So he mentioned Tommy White's analytics. He said that the top of the order, he wanted Rivas being a left-hander to go through it right there. And now, they, look, this comes back to the fact that Ole Miss doesn't have enough left-handers. They've got to recruit left-handed pitching. I don't care how hard it is. Maybe that's where NIL needs to go. They have no one to match up, and they have all right-handers that throw the exact same way, ninety-two to ninety-four with a slider. They they've got to have some variety in their pitching staff. It is a, it is a major issue that has been an issue for a long time, and has been masked because of talent over the course of the years. Um, but he wanted him to face him, and he mentions that Tommy White has ten of his thirteen home runs or twelve home runs off right-handed pitchers, and that his statistics say that he's much better against right-handers than or against better against right-handers than left-handers. And he throws out some stats. And okay in general, but Revis had lost it was the problem. You weren't Revis was not your best option and was not at his best for that. He was going to throw a cement mixer up there at some point. And then Mike says this, which shows kind of where Ole Miss is from a pitching staff standpoint, but also an answer that, that should bother a fan from this is where your mind was. He said, but it was only the fifth and we really needed length out of him. And it, on the face, I get it. But at the same time, when it's over, it's over with any pitcher. Whether it's the first, yes. the third, or
3: well, what you had to do right there, this is where I have I take issue with it. Your goal Friday night was LSU has Marucci. That is what LSU has. What your goal Friday night is this. Like if, if, if the score were seven to one LSU and he's still in the fifth, I'm like, okay, I, I, hey, man, you got to eat it. You're going to have to eat some innings for me. I get it. This sucks. It's going to hurt your ERA. I'll buy you an ice cream cone. But if you have a shot, a shot, any shot to beat LSU with skeins on the mound, and in that moment they had a shot, right? I got to manage to win this game. And if that means it's going to be harder for me to win on Sunday than I thought it was going to be, so be it. I've got a chance tonight to win this game. Mm-hmm. I'll deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. And then if there are repercussions on Sunday, then I'll, I'll eat them then. That was the mistake. He's done. You have a chance. You've got to go to the people that enhance that chance.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate That's indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners right now. Get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash blue wire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash blue wire spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash blue wire rules and restrictions apply. That was the mistake.
3: And there were lots of signs that, hey, he's about to get hit. These cats are good. They've seen him a couple of times.
2: Well, if somebody says in the thing, yeah, sure, analytics, but show me what White's, White's done against the pitcher for the facing them for the third time. That's also an analytics number.
3: It's the single most incredible Shohei Ohtani um, analytic out there. What hitters seeing him for the third time do? Answers nothing. They do nothing. They strike out. Oh, really? It's incredible. Um, but, but, yes, that's what you had to do. You had to get him out because you know, hey, these guys can hit. They can really hit. They can hit in bunches. Let's let them see a new arm. We have a lead over the best pitcher in the country. It's tenuous, and there's a long way to go, and there's a decent chance that we don't make it to the end. But let's give ourselves a chance.
2: Yeah. All right, I hit a couple injuries. On on the other
3: side, I do understand what he's saying. Which is no, I, which and, is, and I'm,
2: gonna def- I'm gonna not defend it, but I'm gonna explain that in a second. Because whoa, if he whoa. knows,
3: hey, I don't want to announce this out loud, but we don't have Darty available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what I'm gonna get tomorrow night out of Elliot. And I don't know, you know, if I if I burn everybody right now and we don't win, well I have no damn chance on Saturday and Sunday. I'm sure that's what he was thinking. And the truth is when you get to this place,
2: this is where you have some injuries, yeah, some missive Yeah. Some, and, guys, you don't trust whether you should or you don't. Whether, right. Again, perception right. reality. So you just don't have enough. Yeah. You literally don't have enough to get you to the fill line. Mm-hmm. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. They're shipped directly to your door. If you're within 10 minutes, freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. So let them uh, help you out for dinner tonight. If you're also in South Louisiana, parts of Alabama, one of our subscribers from Spanish Fort picked them up. They're in all Rouse's markets, so if you have a Rouse's, you can get Prime Shrimp there. But we'd like you to get them online. You can use code RG. Use code RG. Buy five pouches or more. Try a lot of different flavors or find one flavor you like and buy a lot of that. You get 25% off. Again, code RG with Primeshrimp.com.
1: We're
3: brought to you by Dead Soxy. Go to DeadSoxy.com. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. Get uh, 25%. Uh, Off your order, the best socks you'll ever put on your feet at Dead Soxy. I'll have uh, a 10-weekend thoughts up a little later today. They're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, for 20% off your purchase. Uh, we're brought to you by ACS Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System integrator. It's based in Baldwin, Mississippi. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UK five UL508A panel shop. Go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Jackson, Mississippi, but they've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So go to mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com to learn more. And if you're thinking about traveling this summer, Maybe you're already planning some sort of a holiday uh, getaway. Get in touch with my friend, John Edwards at Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. All you have to do is get in touch with him, give him some parameters, give him a budget and let him give you options that you're just not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. First time clients can save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast
2: podcast also brought to you by Hill creamery That's creamery.com you can go to their website right there at johnsonil creamery you can order off of uh off of that check out their menu their different services and and much more also their instagram page they give you tons of things about what's coming up what's going on with them they held a very successful charcuterie show here uh, our class i guess not show class here last week and plenty more so again go to their um <clears throat> go to the website, go to their Instagram page, find out what all is going on with them. They are uh, switching locations They're at a bit of a, uh, a move right now, but we'll have more on that as time goes on. So six, six, two, four, one, nine, nine, two, zero, one, or again, cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com. Again, uh, more there shop online there with them and Johnson creamery. Uh, let's see. So, from a baseball standpoint, Neil is uh headed out, to get him back in a second. Ole Miss, um this week, Governor's Cup is on Tuesday. That is in Pearl. And then they host Georgia Friday, Saturday, Sunday this weekend. It is a uh it is a double decker weekend in Oxford. So I would assume that'd be another good crowd just for double decker being here. Georgia coming off uh their sweep of arkansas over the year over the weekend and then as i as i mentioned old miss currently three games and a tiebreaker out of an sec tournament spot currently um Ole miss is a couple games behind missouri who has won five games inside the sec and then uh mississippi state is has won six but of course they took two out of three from Ole miss so they currently have the tiebreaker as well at this point looking at that um South Carolina sweeps Florida over the weekend, very loud sweep for uh, for the Gamecocks. They just hit the shit out of the baseball. They are 13 and 4 in the SEC, Vanderbilt 13 and 5, Kentucky 11 and 7, Florida 11 and 7, Tennessee 8 and 10. As they picked up a sweep over the weekend of the Vanderbilt Commodores. How about that? Yeah, including hitting two solos in the ninth inning and then hitting a walk-off in the 12th on uh Friday night, I believe. Georgia 7 and 11. They're playing better. Um, Missouri five and thirteen, and then in the West, LSU twelve and five, Arkansas eleven and seven, Bama nine and nine. They're back in it. A and M nine and nine, Auburn seven and eleven, Mississippi State six and twelve, and Ole Miss three and fifteen. So again, to get to Hoover, because that's where this thing is right now, um, Ole Miss would have to pass Missouri and then catch State or Georgia at this point, or I guess Auburn. So yeah, they do play three of those teams still yeah again i'm not spending a lot of time on the race for hoover to get to the 12th seat so thank you <laughs> <laughs> hang on let's break down the the magic number and the the, the 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 percentage standings and the points and there's always a page in the uh in the baseball notes every week the road to hoover and has the yeah. the the standings or whatever in it
3: yeah i don't think that would be all that compelling
2: you know as well as I do, especially if I send you, if they get in as the 12, they're going to beat the five at like 1 o'clock in the morning and then get into the double elimination portion of the bracket and play more 1 a.m. games. Yeah. So that's where that would go. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, News and notes. I, I think they probably get Riley Maddox back this week Um, from his Tommy John situation. He had the surgery last May. He's moved through the process very, very quickly. And looks like he's in line to uh, get back prior to one full calendar year, which is very fast for this injury. Although it's getting more seamless by the by the day in the year and, and moving up. Doherty asked Mike on Sunday what was going on with him. He has a sore shoulder. He was unavailable the entire weekend. It sounded like Mike knew for sure he was out on Friday and Saturday. They had some hope for yesterday, but that was not the case. He was not available. Um, I asked for any further update than that, and he said that there was none other than he was still continuing rehab on his shoulder. I know he's fought through some stuff over the course of the year and, and frankly, displayed a lot of toughness in a role that was not built for him um, throughout the season. And then Elliott on Saturday, he just didn't look right. Um, I think physically he's healthy. Um, I know Velocity was a little down a little bit. He was 86-87 with his first two fastballs. He hit 92 or three times. The changeup still had that wiffle ball effect, but I thought he was slowing his arm speed down a little bit. I did not think it looked normal um, for him. He threw thirty four pitches in the first inning. He uh, threw forty nine for his start. He did not get an out in the second. I don't think um, it. It was you get it back out there. That's the good news, but it was not sharp. He was very very frustrated. He's a very competitive kid. Um. I don't know if he's trust his arm or not. If we're just being honest, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I'm not inside his mind. Yeah, but it just didn't look comfortable. (laughs) And now he wouldn't, didn't have much success. I mean, so it it plays on each other, but
3: in an ideal world, you don't make your return against that team. Yeah. Hey, the first hitter I'm going to see is Dylan Cruz. That'd be fun. It just, that's a hard way to get going.
2: Yeah, I mean, and Mike kind of said that. He goes, I'm stopping way short of saying it wasn't fair, but it was not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. It's true. Yeah, I mean. Not
3: about fairness, but it's it's certainly, hey, let's, how would we draw this up? Well, that would be like the
2: last scenario you would come up with. But I do get doing it on a weekend and not a midweek. I do too. Some people said, why don't you just get him an inning on the midweek? I I don't agree. Uh, Nah.
3: Does make you wonder, like, I guess they run him back out there this Saturday and hope for the best. I mean,
2: I it's probably probably.
3: Yeah. I mean If if they don't have Darty. Because what what's if, your if you don't have Darty <laughs> Dar- available right now, you're just trying to piece innings together.
2: Yeah, you need twenty seven innings with without so many of those guys. Colt Tolbert looked really good again over the weekend. Um somebody who if you got inside Mike's mind probably went, I should have thrown him more than I did. He threw the first week of the season and walked a couple guys, and Mike kind of put him on the shelf until the last seven to 10 days, and he's been good. He's been really good um, the last seven to 10 days. There's been some guys like it. Mike's, I, and, I, and I get how it happens because it's such a short sample size, short season compared to Major League Baseball, but he gets pretty set in roles and lets people really kind of wither through them before going to other options. I um, think, you know, look, Mason was pretty good over the weekend. He gets. Gets beat up a little for the grand slam, but he didn't load the bases. He gave it one run in three innings. It wasn't bad. I mean, Dylan Cruz hit a home run off of him. Okay, join the club. Yeah. Otherwise, he was he was solid. Um, I'm not blaming him for a grand slam there. So, but it just is. It is what it is. That's. It's
3: a good question here from uh, Daniel Coto. Mm-hmm. When Oklahoma and Texas joined the league, have they said how they're going to do the b- baseball tournament? <sighs> I feel I like heard. they had. I'm guessing with basketball, they'll just make it'll make it where there's just eight. They won't be buys anymore. They'll have eight first-round games. Oh, you think so? That's what I'd guess. 16 to 8 to 4 to 2. That'd be
2: easy. It would be easy. I feel like I saw something about this, but maybe they had not quite made a decision. Um, I mean, it will expand, obviously. I guess I'm fine with it expanding. Whatever. If we want to stay at 12, just don't finish 13th through 16th. For the
3: I most mean, part, it's just an event.
2: Let it be an event. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Okay. Or maybe I'm not. Uh, Yeah, hold on. I knew I saw something about this, but I could not remember exactly what Is it
3: was. Is it possible it they going. keep it the same and two two more teams
2: don't qualify? No, hold on. I've got it here. Um, I have to turn off my ad blocker to allow me to read it. Uh, all right, let's see. Here's the rules, and I'll go through some stuff. It's not just tournament. This is fine. People, if people don't know this, it is relevant. So I have my ad blocker off. Stop. What are you doing? Um, starting in 2025, the baseball regular season will continue to include 30 conference games and spread over 10. It's. It literally is not letting me read the article. I know it's a bad pod. I'm I'm trying, guys. I don't know what's going on. Give me one second. So they're going to stay at a 30 game. That is okay. I SEC know the answer season. to this what having to read it. They are going to two permanent opponents in baseball. Okay, with eight rotating opponents. I, I I do know that without having to read this, which is what I was reading here. But they have answers in the story. If I could just get to it, so give me one second. Let me open sure. Safari. It's mine. the stream's probably yelling at me because they already know this answer and I just don't remember it. But it's okay. I used to keep a... It's NOAA.com. I used to keep a subscription to them, but I have since dropped it. Uh, all right. Yep. So that's true. Let's see. They're doing away with East and West in baseball. We yep, knew that. Knew Single that. division. mm mm-hmm. um, Okay. Still to be determined is a format for the SEC baseball tournament. The current format includes 12 teams. Previously, regular season and championship formats for a six-team SEC were approved for basketball, soccer, soccer, women, men's, and women's tennis. Um, Let's see. Yeah, who cares? I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Never mind. Um, So they haven't decided. They have not. Sorry. All that to say, no. They have decided only for indoor track and field, swimming and diving, volleyball, and gymnastics. Okay. Those are the sports. Because Oklahoma gives the SEC a ninth gymnastics program. Okay. Texas does not have gymnastics.
3: Really? surprised they don't have gymnastics. I would think they had everything.
2: They might go to 14. I don't think they'll go to all 16. And for some reason, I don't think they stay at 12.
3: Okay.
2: 14 would be my guess. Now, I don't know what a 14-team bracket looks like. Double elimination fourteen team bracket feels awfully complicated. But Do you give six first round buys instead of four?
3: I, I guess. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter because if you're the top six teams, you're in the tournament already. The top six
2: SEC teams. Are it all- actually would make some sense because if you're a top six SEC team, you would have a chance to host. Yeah. So you're guaranteeing two games for those teams to increase RPIs. Yeah. That would make sense. I actually think logistically that would make the most sense. That
3: basketball, the 116 game, is going to be a doozy, huh? I mean, I, I think that's what you would do. 116, on down. You'd have two days of first-round games. Then you'd have quarters, semis, finals. Coaches will shoot for buys somehow. Oh, for sure. But at some point, you, you've got to get the tournament in in five days. Yeah, you can't play
2: all week just because you have more teams. Right. That would let you do it. No one's had a 16-team conference before at any? Well, you know me in
3: absolutes. I don't like them, but not that I'm aware of. Okay. Maybe there has been. I just – if it is, it slipped my mind.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's it's whatever. First time I've covered a team that – they haven't at least gone into the last weekend with, like, some sort of whatever. It's literally the first time I've, I've covered baseball that they've been completely out. Welcome to you the world. You have some experience. <laughs> I've covered it a few times. Yeah, because in the only times they haven't made the postseason since I've covered them were 2011 and 2017, and in an eleven they actually went into the final day of the regular season. They were in Fayetteville with a doubleheader. They could have won the West. And then they end up not making the tournament because they got swept in the doubleheader. It's the year where everybody in the freaking West was 14 and 16, 13 and 17, just piled together. And then in 17, they, they went to Hoover and lost. But, I mean, they were, they were in it-ish. The you're, whole way. you're
3: a loss or two away from being in the spot where I was in the last two basketball seasons pretty much the whole year, which is as you're writing,
2: you're thinking to yourself, is anyone reading this? Is I mean, is they any, get mad at you for doing the recaps, but you're not really in the time for the big picture thing necessarily because yeah. nobody's talking. I mean, right. you're you're still coaching.
3: Yeah, so people people are like, don't write about it. And then when you if you were to not write about it, they yell at you for not writing about it, and it's just frustration. I get it, but you're almost there, and it's virgin territory for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, they they they've always played meaningful games. Yeah, it's it's. And they're a loss or two away from the games being meaningless.
2: Yeah, I mean they have won Ole Miss has won overall, not SEC obviously. Overall, they have won at least thirty games every year since nineteen ninety seven. That streak is in yeah. peril right now. Twenty one and nineteen. Twenty one and nineteen. Jeez. They have three non cons left, I think. I could be missing one, but I think it's three. Including Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday, kids kids game against Little Rock next week. And then I want to say there's maybe one more that I'm not remembering. Yeah, I mean, because Mike's won at least 30 every year since he started. He went 30 and 25 one season, but he got there. And then Pat Harrison won 30, 34, and 30 in his last three seasons. Um, So you have to date back to the 1997 team that went 22 and 31 overall, 6 and 24 in the SEC Mm. in 1997. And then in Don's last year as coach in 96, they were 24 and 30 and 7 and 23 in the SEC. That I think is the last year they've been in this shape through 18 games. I want to say that 96 team. I had looked this up at one point. I think they started one and eighteen in the league. This might
3: not be a fair question, but I've i internally, are people surprised?
2: Or was there some No surprise at this level because you it's a couple different things. One is it's never gone here, so you don't go through your mind that it's going here. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that you know you've got. They, I think everybody inside the program convinced themselves. Okay, Gonzalez is back, Harris is back, Alderman's back. Got a good bit of lineup back. They they knew Ethan Groff was going to be able to hit at the SEC level. You had a, at least a Big Ten sample size from Colarco, even though you didn't know exactly what the transition looked like. And then I think they misevaluated somewhat what is needed from a mound perspective. I mean, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. The SEC has gotten so much better overall on the mound that it's no longer this you need the really legitimate ace on Friday and then you can just kind of get by with dudes who throw strikes and don't walk anybody. Now, there's there's dudes. There's dudes on Saturday. There's dudes on Sunday. It's, it's a prospect league on the mound more than it's ever been before, and you have to adapt to that and have dudes for that. And then you don't go into a year where you think, hey, we got bit by the injury bug in the offseason. That sucks, but now we're going to lose – our ace, our next closer, and you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. you don't. You don't think, oh hell, it's all gonna fall apart. Um, so, yes and no. I mean, there were there were issues. I think looking back, they went, ah, I should have known that, or that was probably not whatever. But in the moment, he'd never gone worse than thirteen and seventeen. Ain't only done that once. So you go, nah, I figured it out. Why would Arkansas? What Arkansas is doing right now. I mean, Arkansas's been bit by the injury bug. They've just found ways to kind of win games and plot along. They're not good. No, no. It it
3: finally has bitten them to a point where they I think they're concerned. They've lost their catcher, they've lost their left fielder, they've lost a center fielder.
2: You know, here, and I'm not I'm not picking on these guys, but this is relevant. And it's not to this level, because Peyton has really, really struggled this year to a larger extent. But it's kind of what Neil was talking about. Some of the people, some of the players, their career sta- sample sizes are not much different than what this season is. They got really freaking hot for a minute. They had those three or four or five weeks where everybody was good. But if you look at you know lifetime stats, Peyton has been under 250 in the SEC for his career. DJ McCants has had spells. Now, he's been injured. It's not overly fair necessarily all the way through, but he's he's struggled being consistent as an SEC hitter over the course of his career. Now he was damn good late last year. Peyton got really hot. I mean, he's, he won the Arizona game or we wouldn't have been having any of those conversations last year as they were going on. But when you actually look at what the, the lifetime is with a sample size, that's large enough. Those guys have not been 300 hitters in the league. So it's not surprising that they've hit some, some stretches where this is what it looks like. Um, it just isn't, you know? So I don't, I don't know. Um, There's a lot here, frankly. I mean, it's there is a bit of a deal with the devil to it because, as you said, I mean, they got the ring and they got the title and they deserve it and they did a hell of a job in so many different ways, but it did mask so many things that were going on in that program prior to that run. Oh, I think it's... They won one regular season series after that point that wasn't Missouri because I'm not counting Missouri.
3: I think it's to go back to that press conference that you've talked about so many times with Dave Van Horn after... Ole Miss had eliminated Arkansas and Omaha. I think what he didn't say out loud, but probably thought was son of a bitch, a bunch of guys that normally aren't this good got really hot.
2: Yeah. Now it shouldn't be this bad. I mean, I just pulled up SEC stats. CJ McCann's is hitting 138 in the SEC and Peyton's hitting 102. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that bad. I don't understand. Maybe there's an answer. Maybe there is. Garrett Wood gives quality at-bats when he plays. I know he's not going to hit for some high average, but he he can play defense. He's your team captain. And he he puts pretty good at-bats together. I don't understand why he is not playing. I don't get it. He can play in the infield. He can do a lot of different things. I, I, I Maybe he's hurt. Maybe I don't know it. Maybe I'm, I, I'm, I'm being a bad reporter. But I don't understand why he doesn't play. Because at some point, it benefits Peyton to just take a day. He started all 18 SEC games hitting 102. I mean... Yeah. I mean, I haven't talked to Peyton. I have no idea. I would, no, I, would, I know too. I would, I would assume that – Burford 167, Clarko 230. Groff, Groff's hitting 240 in the league. LeJay, who's been pretty good lately, still only 259 in the SEC. And then they have four guys at the top really doing well, or three, I guess. Gonzalez hitting 324 in the league, Harris hitting 309, and Alderman hitting 297. But still, only two players hitting above 300 in the SEC. Yeah. Garrett Wood has played in five games and has one in bat, one hit in the SEC. Uh, I I mean, I know I'm not asking you to have an opinion, but it doesn't make sense. I mean, I've watched them a good bit, and
3: I've gotten where I – my criticism of them would be that their games are fairly predictable. And maybe that's a sign that some things are –
2: you sort of know what's coming. The, Even after getting hot last year, Peyton hit 248 in the league. It's yeah. just kind of who he's been. I mean, I, and again, it just is what it is. It's not. So. <sighs> anyway. State tomorrow, Georgia this weekend. Bulldogs, who, again, they took one from Florida and they swept Arkansas last week. They were playing better baseball. Plenty of talent. It's not a problem. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's N-E-S-P-A-R-C. 662-238-3159. Phone service, phone controls, network security, a -A 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 wireless mesh extender, and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc Counties, 662-238-3159. Uh, We're brought to you by OPA.
3: If you're coming to town this weekend for Double Decker or the Georgia Series or both, stop by OPA. Make it a part of your weekend fabulous food. Great craft libations as well at OPA. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. Uh, I'll have a mailbag later in the week. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford. And uh, Tupelo, Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662 Five six seven two five seven three or six six two eight four two thirty eight forty four. We're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since nineteen sixty seven. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board: IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, and more. They can help you at Service Specialist. It's uh, nothing to lose by giving them a call. It's always free for the candidate. Service ServiceSpecialistLTD.com or call 662-832-5138. Uh, and we're brought to you by Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen and Dr. Jenny Beth are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile. Using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile from routine checkups advanced treatment including implants and invisalign corinth dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals schedule your appointment today and take the first step towards a better version of yourself at corinthdental.com and we're brought to you by southern traditions farm it's a 68 acre 32 stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in canton mississippi two sand rings a grass ring miles of wooded trails there's a lot to be offered at southern traditions including horseback riding offerings From beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to having your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. There's a lot going on at Southern Traditions. It's also a great place for uh, a great venue for events. So get in touch with
2: them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. It's a pretty good story just from a reading standpoint. I know I mention their site all the time, but there's a pretty good story in The Athletic talking about NFL drafts and which ones have uh, been the best in overall value top or first round value top 30 picks or so and then top 10 value over the course of the years including a top 10 list and all those different categories larry holder put it together um pretty good stuff there i mean everybody talks about the 83 class obviously that is the the best class of all time for pretty obvious reasons um over the course of that but several uh several other ones were interesting i mean you look at that quickly there are eight hall of famers from that 83 class now eight wow Dan Marino, John Elway, Bruce Matthews, Jim Kelly, Daryl Green, Richard Dent, Roger Craig, Carl Mecklenburg, Eric Dickerson all in that draft. Uh, (laughs) Good football players. (laughs) I mean... mean, some
3: dudes there. Beyond just the Elway Marino part, I mean, the rest of those guys were super, like Richard Dent, Carl Mecklenburg, Daryl Green, maybe the best corner in 30 years. I mean, you could argue Deion Sanders and Others, the, but
2: The most interesting one here, and they put a value on every player to get to this. There's a number aspect to it. But the class I find the most interesting is 96. It's, it's, it's mentioned as the number two class of all time, but without a quarterback to bolster it. Because obviously, quarterback gives you so many numbers. Their top 10 value guys, and they've got six Hall of Famers in this 96 class. Ray Lewis, Marvin Harrison... Terrell Owens, Zach Thomas, Brian Dawkins, Jonathan Ogden, Willie Anderson, Leroy Glover, Simeon Rice, and Donnie Edwards. So no quarterback, but dudes that just da 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 all the way uh all the way down. By the way, the 2013 class, one of the uh, and it's it's early; those guys are still playing, so they can increase value, obviously. But currently, one of the top three worst draft classes of all time. That I even, is, uh, I don't even
3: remember who was in it.
2: The best player right now is um, offensive tackle David Bakhtiari. He is literally the best player in the draft as of today.
3: I could have had a 1,000 guesses.
2: The 2009 draft is the next to last, worst class ever, top player Matthew Stafford. Oh. Um, Yeah, there's a couple early ones that – I
3: don't know what I think about this one. I was was reading Feldman today. I mean, there's still all of these varied opinions on the quarterbacks. We're going to all talk quarterbacks Thursday night. It's going to be quarterback, 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 but – I've never seen a draft or I can't remember a draft where there's this much variance of opinion on every one of them, even young. I mean, there are still NFL people who are like, he's too, it's too much of a risk because of his lack of size. He's going to go number one. It's pretty obvious. That's what Carolina is going to do, but not everyone believes in it. And then after that, I mean, CJ Stroud, you know, his, his cognitive test did not go well. And so you have this debate among NFL people about what does that mean? Does it mean anything? Mm-hmm. Should you weigh it? Should you not weigh it? Um, Levis, for some people's shooting up. Some people are like completely out on him. Same with Richardson. As we knew, they would they would love his his body, his skill set, and they look at the film and they're like, "But what is that?" And Hooker's twenty five years old, coming off an ACL.
2: Yeah. And yet they're all going first round. It's made it interesting. I don't know that I'm invested in it. Oh, I'm not invested. Yeah, it's not. I, I don't have a lot of care from that point. Tyler um,
3: wants to do a show Thursday night, so I'll do one. And I'm I'm trying to research enough where I can talk about it. But no, I'm not. I'm not invested. And in I, I know this is sacrilegious to say some people celebrate draft night like it's this thing. I, I I think it's they turn it into a five-hour deal, and I, I
2: think it could be done in two. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I'd buy that. Um, the one class I'll point out here, because I move on and kind of give you guys some schedules for today and what else is going on around the world, the only draft class in the last 15 years to make the top 10 is 2011. Um, the 2011 draft class had Cam Newton, J.J. White, Von Miller, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, Richard Sherman, Cam Jordan, Cameron Hayward, Jason Kelsey, and Andy Dalton.
1: pretty pretty damn good class pretty good class yeah Yeah, pretty good class yeah
2: it was 11th last year and it's uh it's popped back up and then with miller peterson jordan hayward kelsey and tyron smith still playing they'll they'll move up even farther as our further as time goes on um your viewing schedule in the nba for the day you've got a 2-1 heat going into tonight bucks at heat for game four Giannis, uh his status is still undetermined as of this morning i would have
3: to think that Tonight
2: you're trying to play. Him. Need to get out need to you don't want to get down three one. He practiced yesterday. He did. Probably.
3: My guess is he plays.
2: And then uh Lakers up 2 1 in LA, Grizzlies Lakers tonight for game four. Tonight's a I mean It's, it's a, a must-win game.
3: It is. This is a historically big night for that franchise. They've got to stop trying to be something and play basketball. Dylan Brooks hurt them mm-hmm. the other night. I know that is not popular. But Dylan Brooks hurt them the other night. Dylan Brooks is trying so hard to be this bad guy instead of, hey man, you're a really good defensive player, play. Just play. It's something about that team that they have all these guys I shouldn't say all these guys. They have two guys who are clearly having an identity crisis. And it hurt them. You can't take Anything resembling a cheap shot at LeBron James. He's LeBron James. He's the biggest name in the league. Mm -hmm. He's been the biggest name in the league. Yeah, he's going to have games called differently than other guys. It happens. Clayton Kershaw is going to get a little extra than the rookie pitcher for the Nationals. Yeah, it's the way it works. That's life. LeBron's going to get protected to a degree. I'm not the biggest LeBron guy, but he's earned it. Yeah. You can't punch him in the growing, basically, and expect to hang around. And you didn't need to call him out. Just play. But you motivated him. You woke him up in the event that he was
2: asleep. Yeah, they constantly get away from basketball. It's made them fairly unlikable, honestly. I try. Local team. Yeah. Try to watch the league. And, I, I mean, you know, yeah. I'm a big. Shaw's awesome on the court. Yeah. Just, eh. I mean, I have a lot of friends
3: that are big Grizzlies fans. I cheer for them for their sake. Mm-hmm. But man, that team is hard to kind of completely embrace. Yeah. And the Dylan Brooks stuff is just stupid. It's just idiotic.
2: So, those games tonight, uh, elsewhere around the league, Knicks take a 3 1 lead on the Cavs yeah. um, yesterday. I got that one wrong bit of an interesting uh, series considering the Knicks tried to trade for Donovan Mitchell. Couldn't meet Utah's price in the offseason. And then uh, gotten a ton out of Brunson here. 29 last night. He was was really, really good yesterday. And then uh, a one-point win, huge win for the Warriors last night. Now 2-2 headed back to Sacramento. We were so close (laughs) to being able to go, ha-ha, you screwed
3: up and 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 you called a timeout. Because the the, the Warriors had the game. They called a timeout that they didn't have. Free throw in the ball. Make the free throw. Fox hits the three. And you go, You get a stop. And they took the ball out of Fox's hands. Harrison Barnes got an open look. A look that he probably hits half the time. And it just clanged out. But if it goes down. But now. You're going to get your. Hey, hey Kings. It's the biggest moment of your lives coming up. Game five. You got to win game five. Because if you win game five, you're going to get a game seven at home, at, at minimum. You lose game five, you're done in six. You can forget. Y'all can turn the beam off because you're not winning game six. Oh, you there. know, they're going to shoot another laser? I they think they're done. If you lose, no. yeah, It'll end at Oracle. Yeah. Or whatever they call that, the chase center. It, oh, is it not Oracle anymore? No, they, 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 they moved to San Francisco. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's was a hell of a game, though. As, I mean, I'll give the Kings credit. The Warriors were hitting daggers, and the Kings kept responding. De'Aaron Fox, nobody, no one has seen his playoff stock rise more than De'Aaron Fox. He's been fantastic for Sacramento.
2: As much as we talk NBA instead, because that's where more people are curious and interesting, the best TV thing on last night was the playoff hockey in overtime, because nothing's better than overtime playoff mm-hmm. hockey, because one goal wins it at any point. The uh, the Oilers get it. They uh, tie the Kings 2-2 last night, avoid going down 3-1. Uh, obviously, that wouldn't have been good for Connor McDavid and the uh, the Oilers. So, 2-2 now with the Kings after that overtime win last night. And uh, that one, and then, sure, uh, T-Wolves tried to blow a game. They didn't blow it. They'll go back and lose now, yeah, and it's, it's, they have no chance of beating the Denver Nuggets. No, what you saw last night was why,
3: if you're a Timberwolves fan, last night was maddening. That's how good they can be. Why, why can't they ever be more consistent? But They're super talented. But they can't. No. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is an enigmatic guy. and I keep wondering if Anthony Edwards asks out at the end of the season, if this is where he goes, hey, I don't want to do this. this is, I, I'm, I'm better than this. I want to play somewhere else. And, oh. if, and if he does, what does Minnesota do? Because the Gobert thing was a disaster for them, a, a disaster. So I'm interested to see that.
2: Kind of an interesting story on ESPN this morning as we uh, as we close. Uh, headline, how, quote, all hell broke loose 20 years ago when the Vikings missed their first-round pick. Story going back, explaining how that, uh, how that occurred. Oh, the time expired on them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, heads would roll on that i'll go find that it's on espn it's on espn yeah kevin seifert wrote it says uh the lead for the briefest of moments the minnesota vikings 2003 draft room swelled with relief a frenzied effort to trade their number seven overall pick it seemingly concluded with a last minute deal the vikings vice president of football operations at the time had reported the terms to the nfl's draft table in new york with 32 seconds remaining in their 15 minute time allotment the Vikings could swap picks with Baltimore at number 10 in exchange for the fourth and sixth-round selections. Blah, uh, blah, 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 blah. But then notice something strange happened. The team's logo on the ESPN broadcast hadn't changed. They had called in the trade and thought it was done. They were sitting there, and then all hell broke loose. Yes. Oh, okay. For reasons the league never fully explained, the Vikings' time expired.
3: So they just lost the pick?
2: I guess you go next, Right. I don't know. I think you have next, right? Maybe so. Okay. I you don't know. know. Yeah. Stories at ESPN that that the headline got me. So, if you guys are interested, it is uh, it is right there. So, any coverage, com. in the meantime. Maybe some basketball recruiting news as the week goes on. I'm um, trying. Baseball, as we've talked about plenty. And then, uh, any portal news is we're still a week, we're a week away from the portal opening back up. So heads up on that. May first right. to May fifteenth is the uh, the next foot portal football portal window for football. So. Guys can get in the portal, but they can't. How's that? I think I thought guys were already doing stuff in the portal. Well, they can't technically, but they've okay. announced they gotcha. are. But yes, the window technically is only open from May first to fi- May fifteenth. Okay. However, the SEC to SEC window does not open during right. this. A player cannot go from an SEC school to an SEC school.
3: So when a player from an SEC school goes into the portal, I don't need to write why he fits. He
2: wouldn't. Well, I mean, you could, but <clears throat> it's not relevant. Although, if that's the stand, never mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, Podcast, rebelgrove.com. In the meantime, talk to you tomorrow. Take care. Stay safe. Have a good day.